Welcome back to another edition of the Boilers Extra podcast uh, through SoundCloud and jconline.com. Uh, Mike Carmen, beat writer for the Journal and Courier. Um, off day for uh, Purdue football today on uh, on this Wednesday, and uh, back with a kind of an update uh, after uh, the four practices that we've been able to see and. Um, I think the last time we kind of just went through the whole lineup uh, today, we'll just kind of focus on maybe the most important position battles that we've seen uh, through the first four days, or, or maybe more importantly, the position battles that uh, need to get settled as uh, they make their way through the first week of camp. Uh, of course, there'll be a scrimmage on Saturday that will not be open, uh, but we will talk to Jeff Brown after the scrimmage. So. Uh, we'll have to take his word on whatever happens in that game or in that scrimmage uh, coming up on on Saturday. Now, uh, Purdue will have some some injuries to deal with uh, in, in that um, in that scrimmage, uh, so uh, we'll, we'll have to see how that all, that all plays out. Um, you know, when you start with the position battles, obviously, you know, quarterback is is right there. Not, I, I don't think much has changed uh, through four days of practice. Uh, you know, I still think this is a Jack Plummer, Aiden O'Connell uh, situation, uh, although I do believe Austin Burton has made up ground uh, compared to last year, in part just because he knows the offense a lot better. He's a lot more comfortable running things. Uh, you can tell uh, he's getting a lot of reps uh, in practice uh, with, with the number one offensive line uh, and the number one receivers. Um, and, and, you know, as, I, as I've written about him, you know, I, I think there is a – um, there's a package for him. I think there's a spot for him uh, this season to help help this offense, uh, especially in short yardage situation with with his ability to to run the option uh, and become a dual threat. You know, I, I really think that's something that uh, the Brom should should explore with him. Um, but I, I just I just don't think he'll be the starter yet. Uh, I just don't see that happening right now. I think there's just too much experience with uh, uh, Plummer and O'Connell that it's hard to hard to get by now, unless in their mind both guys have, have taken significant steps backward backward uh, you know I, I think one of those two guys are starting I've you know I, I think I've been clear from the beginning I, I I think Jack Plummer needs to win this job I, I'm not saying he will I just think he needs to win the job uh, you know he was Jeff Brom's first quarterback recruit um, he has a lot of um, positive uh, skills that uh, would lead uh, lead to him getting that job, but you can't overlook what O'Connell has done in games and in practice. Um, so it, it will be interesting to see. I, I do think this will be a year that we see multiple quarterbacks uh, played, and not because of injury. Um, you know, I, I think uh, you know. I just I just think we're going to. We're on our way to seeing you know multiple quarterbacks play this season, uh, which have nothing to do with injury. It's going to you know probably be about performance or situational stuff, as we talked about with Burton. But anyway, not much is I don't think much has changed in that position, um, and we're just you know you're just kind of waiting to see when they kind of make that decision internally, and then uh, when when they do announce uh, who will be the starter for the game against Oregon State. Uh, the other position battle, really, to, to keep an eye on uh, as they move through camp, probably as a defensive tackle. Um, 
Lawrence Johnson and uh, Branson Dean are, are two guys that have been in the program, uh, guys that are getting uh, plenty of reps. Um, as you know, Anthony Watts is no longer with the program. Um, as he's has is he has moved on after suffering the broken foot or broken ankle uh, in the in the off season. You know, Purdue did bring in two transfers, Prince Boyd, junior college uh, guy, um, who uh, may not who may not have been as big as they thought when he got here, uh, but he's a guy that's been in the mix, and then. Uh, DeMarl J. Lewis, I'm, I'm not sure I said his first name correctly, but he's transferred from IU, um, who's, who's been getting plenty of reps. And then, you know, uh, uh, Bryce Austin is another guy that's been in there. Um, but I, I think that's going to be a position that gets rotated heavily, and it should be because you're, you're trying to keep guys fresh. Um, and, you know, you'll see a combination of guys. That, you know, if the, if the four guys, four or five guys that I mentioned are, are seeing playing time throughout the course of a game, then, um, you know, I think that that's probably a good thing um, because you, you've got to keep guys fresh. Uh, you know, if you're going to be aggressive on defense and that's going to have to start up front, then, um, you know, you're going to have to have some fresh guys and you don't need players playing 60 to 70 snaps a game uh, you need them you need four or five guys maybe playing 40 to 45 snaps because um, you've got to be fresh in that fourth quarter uh, to be able to to make an impact so um, I, I couldn't tell you right now who would be the starters of that group because um, they've all done some good things uh, you know and Johnson and uh, Dean have done some good things in their career here um, it's just a matter of how many, um, it might be a case where they just, it doesn't matter really who starts, it, you know, it's a prestige thing and, you know, every, we all get caught up in it, but it might be just a situation, whoever gets the most snaps and you, you're going to ride with the, the guy that's hot, uh, for, for as long as you can. Um, but that, that's going to be something to watch throughout the, not only the first game, but the course of the season, just how that position holds up and who's playing there and, you know, who's playing well. Uh, they have experimented a little bit um, in camp with three down linemen with a with a, uh, a player over the center, and then you would have Karloftis and then the other defensive end on the outside. Uh, so there, there's some things you can do to kind of uh, – you know, make up for some of the, some of the things you don't have at, at the defensive tackle spot. So, you know, er, everything should be on the table for for this week. Then you move the linebacker. Uh, you know, and Samisi Fakasiki's uh, injury um, takes away an experienced guy uh, all out of the linebacker group. Um, now, now, granted, he you know he's not he's not one of the the, the most athletic guys uh, on defense. Uh, but he, he's a guy that has come up and has some experience, understands what, what's needed, uh, was having a really good camp before his injury. Uh, you're just taking an experienced guy off the field. Uh, Kieran Douglas has stepped into that middle linebacker spot, but I, I fully expect Jalen Alexander to be the starter when they play Oregon State. He's being eased into camp. You know, he had a labrum uh, injury that required surgery in his hip. Uh, and that's a six-month recovery, 
So they're they're just kind of watching him and taking it easy. But you know, Jalen Alexander has enough experience and uh, to to be able to 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 be out. And they're just kind of watching his reps right now, and they they're just trying to get their their better players their better players to the game healthy. And that's that's all they've tried to do during Brahms' tenure here. And that's really all what any coach will do in the first for camp. You just don't you don't want massive injuries uh, during training camp. So I mean, I, I think Alexander will will eventually be the starter. But you know, Douglas is a guy that has been mainly a special teams player. In his career, he he played he's played some last year when there were some injuries, but he's a guy that you need to get ready. And you know, I think he was going to play anyway, even before Samisi went down. Uh, but it's good to get him some experience there. You know, the the other OC Brothers is playing well, and he's got an athletic side to him that maybe was missing last year. And uh, he can get out and defend and pass coverage against tight ends and receivers. Uh, he can keep up with them from a, from a speed standpoint. Uh, so he, he's a versatile type of player. And all these guys are being cross-trained uh, at different positions. Uh, and just in case there are there are injuries, uh, so they have to move in uh, or move into a spot uh, depending on you know the situation. And some you know a lot of these injuries happen during a game, and you don't have time to practice. So I, you know I'm pretty sure they're training all their guys to play as many positions as possible. Um, you know, Jalen Graham is a starter in my mind. He'll he'll be out there. I think OC Brothers is going to be out there as a starter, and then um, Jalen Alexander probably will start once uh, you know once we get to that first game. But again, it's it's similar to the defensive line where you're going to have some other guys rotating in there. Uh, it's not just not going to be uh, three guys that play the whole time. And you know, Yanni Karloftis, he missed spring ball, but um, you know he's he's getting up to speed, and I think eventually, he, you know I think his his snaps will increase as the season goes on. You know the other spot on defense is the uh, is the safety opposite Cam Allen because uh, Marvin Grant in, was injured uh, in, the, in the first practice at Ross Aid Stadium. Um, he hasn't been back on the field since. Um, it, it's an upper leg injury, quad hamstring type thing. Um, so. You know, I do think he gets back because we did see him on Tuesday. Uh, while he wasn't in practice, he was out there uh, doing some stretching and st- and stuff like that. So I think eventually he d- he does get back. But in the meantime, Sanusi Kane has been that 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 other safety, um, and it's just you know it's mainly been him. Uh, so he he probably would have the inside track right now to be a starter. But uh, you know, Christopher Jefferson. Uh, Division two player from Finley, Finley, Ohio is getting looks with the second team, so I, I would expect him to, you know, to challenge to, to try to get in there uh, and and play. Uh, so I mean, he, you know, again, he will play. Uh, he'll play on special teams and he'll probably see action, um, you know, in a backup role as a safety. But you know, if you know if they can get, uh, you know, they need to get Marvin Grant back uh, ready to go before the first game just to give them. You know, another experienced guy on the field, um, and a player that that does bring a physical element uh, to the run game and can come up and hit you. And but he's also he suffered his share of injuries uh, during his short tenure here. And again, you're just trying to get him healthy and get him to the game. Um, 
offensively on the offensive line, you know, Tyler Witt has been out um, the last couple days with an ankle injury. Uh, he hurt it Saturday. And um, in his place, DJ Washington, who, who, who actually moved over to the defensive line at the beginning of camp, uh, was playing guard on Tuesday. And he'll be, it sounds like he'll be a guy that will be uh, playing both offense and defense uh, this season. Um, which, you know, he's a good guy to have. He's versatile enough. Um, but he was playing basically with spot on Tuesday uh, to give them, to try to give them a good look. Cam Craig can play guard as well. He's He had been working initially with the, uh, with the second team. Uh, as he gets his, as he eases eases his way back in, because if you remember, he was injured in the Iowa game last year, shoulder injury, and didn't participate in spring ball, and just just trying to get him up to speed, trying to get him acc- acclimated again. Uh, but to me, the if everyone's healthy, um, I, I think you're, you're you're starting offensive line. That that's assuming everybody's healthy. Um, uh, Gus Hartwig at center, um, Tyler Witt at, at right guard. Now, right tackles are kind of a uh, an either or situation because Eric Miller has been playing there most of the time. But then you have Cam Craig who can play the right tackle spot, and Cam Craig is one. Of the, I've mentioned this before. Cam Craig is one of the best five offensive linemen you have. So, assuming that he's in good health, and he was he was nicked up. Um, uh, a little bit uh, on Saturday. Um, I've seen him do some stretching um, exercises the last, you know, Monday and Tuesday. Um, but assuming he's in good health, uh, he, he's one of your better five. Now, Eric Miller, and I'm not going to claim like I know offensive line like some people do, but Eric Miller seems to be having a good enough camp that he's been in that spot most of the time, been in the right tackle spot most of the time. But Craig can 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 play tackle or or guard if he needs to be. Then on the left side, you got Greg Long at left tackle, and then Spencer Holstage uh, at, at left guard. I you know I think right now they've got, in my opinion, they've got uh, probably six or seven guys on the offensive line that they they probably feel comfortable with putting into a game. And rotating those guys through now, you know how much more practice time does DJ Washington uh, need uh, to to feel comfortable uh, for them to feel comfortable putting him in, putting him into a game uh, on, on the offensive line? And you know, there's some other guys there. Dave Monat has uh, uh, or Monat, uh, you know, he's he's played some right tackle as well. Uh, so. And as you know, they've suffered some some injuries on the offensive line in the off season, where they've lost four guys to to medical situations, uh, which has really uh, eaten into their depth. Uh, but I would say six or seven guys right now. I think they feel good about. Uh, now, can can they go with five the whole game? You know, we'll see. Uh, but you know, at some point they're going to have to rotate some other some other players in there. 
other than that, there's not really a lot of keen position battles. I mean, David Bell's your number one receiver. There's no question there. I think you'll see uh, at the slot receiver a combination of Jackson Anthrop and T.J. Sheffield. Who gets the start? Uh, I would lean probably towards Anthrop just based on uh, he's a veteran. But Sheffield's going to be in the game, and he's going to play because it gives you that athletic ability. It gives you that, that guy that can that can turn a two-yard catch into a, an 80-yard an 80 yard uh, gain. Uh, so he's going to play. But, I, you know, Anther probably gets the start just based on, you know, him being 127 years old. Um, I know he's not, but you, you get my point. And then, you know, you've got some other receivers. You know, who, who's going to be on the other side of David Bell? You know, David Bell's going to move around a lot. You know, that, that's really something interesting. To, will be interesting to track this year is, you know, where does he line up and where does Purdue have the most success getting him the balls? On the outside, is it the slot? Is it from the backfield? Is it from, uh, you know, another weird position, I guess? But, you know, when you're looking at the other whiteout type of perimeter player, you know, you've got a combination there of, of Milton Wright, who, who's been in the program um, and done it. And then you've got... Uh, to me, one of the guys who's under one of the ra- one of the under the radar guys uh, that I think can have a good year is Marshawn Rice. He hasn't played on offense this first two years. He's been injured. He, he's played on some some kickoff teams, so he's been able to run down the field, but he hasn't played offense. But he's a guy I think that can. He's an under the radar guy. I think he's a guy that can can have a good year and compliment David Bell and some of these other guys. And then you have the transfer, uh, Brock Thompson, who um, uh, will get some playing time. And, you know, out of that second tier, which he he would be in, because David Bell's at the top, um, you know, how do those guys rotate, who rotates where, and and all that kind of stuff. So it's not really, to me, a position battle per se. It's just you got a lot of guys there that are, that are competing for, you know, multiple spots. And, you know, the whole goal is to, to get, you know, six or seven receivers in there and rotate them on a, on a, on a normal basis. And another guy I think you need to keep an eye out is uh, Colin Mitchell. Uh, Nope. Sorry. Colin Sullivan. (laughs) Sorry about that. I had Demarcus Mitchell on the, on the brain, Uh, Colin Sullivan. And, uh, I think he's he's done some good things in camp so far. I think he's trying to break into that group in that first tier in the first tier group of of six or seven that that would rotate rotate in there and um, you know and I think um, he's a guy that could could show up on occasion and and and, and make a play because he's going to be in single coverage. You know he's going to have those kind of opportunities. So I I think they have against I think they have enough receivers. Uh, right now, uh, from a depth standpoint, and they, you know, and they've got some guys that people haven't heard about, but I, you know, I, I think that I think they'll be fine at the receiver standpoint. The reason I had Mitchell on the brain is because, um, you know, he's going to be eligible for the um, for the season. There were some some questions. Uh, he was in limbo academically uh, throughout most of the summer, but uh, the word today is that uh, he'll be fine. Uh, he'll be able to play. Now, he hasn't practiced the last couple of days. Uh, he was helped off the field Saturday. Uh, some of it may have been heat-related. Um, he's not 
based on what I'm told, he's not injured per se. You know, he does have um, some medical conditions that sometimes flare up that, uh, you know, that they that they have to watch. But he has not practiced the last couple of days. He was there on Monday in T-shirt and short, pretty energetic and in, in good spirits and uh, cheering his group on. So... Uh, that's a that's a good that's a good sign and it's a good sign that he'll be back uh, for the season um, because you know Purdue needs him they need his uh, his ability to rush the passer um, his ability to make some plays in the backfield and if you can team him and George together using them as bookends on the defensive line you know if they've got a you know if someone's going to double team George that's potentially going to leave DeMarcus Mitchell um, in a one-on-one situation. It's going to leave some of the other guys in one-on-one situations as well. Uh, or if you're going to double DeMarcus, that's going to leave George maybe in a one-on-one situation. So, you know, if they can get those two guys uh, making plays in the backfield, then, you know, their defense is going to be better just just based on that. But it's good news that DeMarcus will be be uh, ready to play uh, for this season. All righty. Well, uh, appreciate you stopping by. Um, we'll probably do another one of these uh, after the scrimmage on Saturday. Uh, Sunday will be an off day for them, but uh, Purdue will be back practicing Thursday, Friday. Uh, Friday will be the last open practice for for fans and for media. Uh, and then they have the scrimmage on Saturday, and they won't practice uh, on Sunday. So uh, we'll update you via the podcast and jconline.com about what's going on. Questions, comments, uh, reach out uh, through Twitter or email or or whatever. Send me a handwritten note if you, if you want to spend the 60 cents. I don't even know what a stamp costs nowadays. Still looking for a sponsor. If anybody wants to sponsor the podcast, be happy to throw your name on here or your business and happy to talk about it. Anyway, appreciate you stopping by and have a good day.